basically any shirt is like it make, he make he's like it makes me laugh. So <laughs> okay, there you go. I mean, I ju- I just put that bumper sticker on my car. That's yeah, exciting. me too. <laughs> yeah, that was funny as hell. The mummy one. Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> great bumper sticker. Uh, what did you end up getting, Jacob? So I got the Brendan Fraser sweatshirt, the sock, the bumper sticker. <laughs> okay, all right. I got the uh, the Lone Rangers uh, baseball tee. Oh, nice. And then I got the uh, cla- uh, King of 1999 t-shirt. Mm-hmm. God, I love Brendan Fraser. This should just be the ad. <laughs> I think that this is the ad, We're right? just casually talking about how much we love their merch. I mean, and, and Jacob, did you use a, uh, a discount code to with your order? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, I used the uh, the code SUPERMONSTER, and that got me 10% off the uh So did I. Uh, it's really wonderful. Oh, oh wait, wow. they, they sponsor this show. Oh, shit. Wow, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Where can I get this great merchandise from? <laughs> you can go to superyaki.com, uh, spelt, you know, super, and then Y-A-K-I.com, and they have a whole bunch of really cool pop culture-related ephemera. <laughs> If I even said that word correctly, if I didn't, it's fine. Uh, that place rules. Sign me up. <laughs> it's great that they sponsor us. We genuinely love them. Good evening. Welcome back to Monsters Never Die, Talk Film Society's spooky podcast where Jacob and I discuss classic monsters, human or otherwise, as well as their sequels, remakes, and ripoffs. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt Curione, editor-at-large over at Talk Film Society, and with me as always is... Screonk! <laughs> it's me, your friend Godzilla. I'm so large and I have a tiny microphone. Hi, how is it up there? You're very tall, sir. Oh, it's great. My head's in the clouds. My feet are splashing around the uh, the old Pacific Ocean. <laughs> okay. That's the life of a Godzilla. Jacob, how the heck are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Not too much to report. I just watched a lot of Godzilla movies, and so I'm feeling pretty good. How about you, Matt? I'm good. I mean, if people haven't guessed by now, we're going to be talking Godzilla today. What? Crazy, crazy <laughs> turn of events, isn't what, it? What a coincidence. Uh, Wait a uh, second. I thought we were talking about Gamera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wait well, a sec, Matt. Wait. Who's on this call? Uh, I, I, <laughs> it's just I supposed believe, to be us, believe, right? I believe uh, from beyond the grave, we have Raymond Burr. Yes, uh, it's be... me. It's the Devo aliens from Jupiter controlling your Godzilla on Earth. <laughs> uh, our guest tonight, uh, listeners will remember him from uh, over last summer when we did the Jaws episodes. Uh, it is Joe Lascola, co-host Hi. of the mon- uh, the movie Dumpster. How yes. the heck are you? I'm just fantastic. We're talking about the, the, the best G, the biggest G, Godzilla, man. Mr. Godzilla, we're talking yes. all of the Showa films. Uh, this uh, We'll get into it, but the Godzilla movies are separated into eras, and this is the Showa era, which is basically... Uh, when when was this? This is 1954 to 75. 75, so a good chunk of change. 
right there and a good chunk of the series. Uh, this is the first of three Godzilla episodes we're going to have coming your way over the next few months, folks. Uh, we're going to be doing each era gets its own episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Jacob, what's new? What's new in the world of Jacob? Well, I mean, so I'm I am champing at the bit to get to some King Kong, some Godzilla versus King Kong coming up. Mm. I've got my yes. plans to go see it at the local drive-in next week. Um, oh, you lucky dog! I'm very excited. It's a uh, it's a, a great screen down here. It's called Benji's Drive-In down in Baltimore. If you're ever our way, you should check them out. This week they have a truly insane double feature of Despicable Me and Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't really know what inspired that from them, but uh, but next week uh, is I'm assuming going to be Godzilla versus Kong, and I can't be I couldn't be more excited. Who are you guys rooting for in the big matchup? Oh, team team Godzilla for sure. Same, Matt. Also Godzilla. We we got three partisans here. <laughs> also Godzilla. Yes, Matt. Is this just because we ha- I made you watch uh, King Kong Lives two months ago? <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, tell us all about the Showas. So there are fifteen films in the in the Showa series. Cool. It's the uh, the longest running of all of the Godzilla series. It takes us from Godzilla all the way through Terror of Mecha Godzilla. Um, these tend to be what most people think of when they think of a Godzilla film. I think if you mm-hmm. were to ask the the uninitiated, um, they would picture these because these had a very um, active and healthy second life on TV back in the 70s and 80s and a little bit into the 90s as well. Um, so this is, there's a lot of space aliens. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fun, goofy pop culture stuff the first movie is a classic uh, it's this is probably the most imaginative of all of the eras of godzilla this is when godzilla really felt free to be a little bit of anything and it was excited to try and be a little trendy in a way and that makes it constantly feel fresh and exciting i i, I love the show era i think I think they all have their uh, their strengths and weaknesses, but I think this is definitely one of the strongest runs of movies that we've got. For sure, Matt. What's your uh, what's your Godzilla origin story? How? Uh, I believe I told my Godzilla origin story on the King Kong episode uh, when my family had rented the VHS of King Kong, and I saw a Godzilla movie on the shelf, and I wanted to watch a Godzilla movie as well. So we rented Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Uh, oh. A.K.A. Godzilla vs. Hedera, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that a little later in the episode. <laughs> but uh, spoilers, it's my favorite one. And yeah, that's that was my origin story, renting Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster and uh, being very confused, but also having a good time with it. <laughs> and how about you, cleaning Joe? Up, Is this a, cleaning a up the earth, man. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Joe? Is this a lifetime love for you as well? Oh, yeah. Uh, so here's the thing. It goes way back. And my old man, uh, we used to watch all kinds of uh, Godzilla movies together and a lot of Ray Harryhausen stuff like Clash of the Titans and uh, Seventh Voyage of Seabat, uh, Sinbad and stuff like that. Hell yeah. Uh, but the first one I really remember and like having an impact on me, like, holy shit, I love this, uh, was Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. And that's my favorite of the series. And it, you, it, of the series as a whole, but... Uh, of the showers, it, it goes between uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla and the Terror Mechagodzilla. Those two uh, are kind of uh, 
you know that full story and i and i really like both of those movies a lot i will say literally anytime mecha godzilla shows up in a movie it's gonna be good oh yeah well <clears throat> i used to be able to say that until goddamn steven spielberg put him in ready player one <laughs> <laughs> my my life motto used to be if Mecha Godzilla is in your movie, it's gonna be good. But fuck, <laughs> I'll be quiet. <laughs> I'm gonna be quiet too. <laughs> Just to give you guys a little insight onto where I'm coming from, the um, daycare center that I uh, keeps oh coming up now. <laughs> oh God! There was a guy who there was a, another kid who went there who was like a year or two older than me, and you know at that age, a year or two older is like they might as well be God. And yeah. I, I looked up to him, and he was a big Godzilla fan. He also loved the X-Men and Edgar Allan Poe. And I I kind of shudder at how much of an impact this kid who I knew for two <laughs> years had on, like, the direction of the rest of my life. But um, so he was really into Godzilla. So I kind of forced myself to be really into Godzilla just because of that. Um, so I only grew up with three Godzilla tapes that I owned. And they were pretty much okay. the only Godzilla movies I saw until I was... I don't know, maybe in my 20s. And it was the original Godzilla King of the Monsters. It was okay. King Kong versus Godzilla. And it was Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Which okay, wow. I yes. actually didn't care for Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla growing up because. Oh, no. There was. I would always lose interest during that long middle Monkey Man section. Oh, we, Curion and I were talking about that off air. <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about it. But uh, yeah, that that movie still kind of loses me in the middle third. And um, it's like it's like a spy movie. Yeah, yeah, but not interesting. <laughs> no, but uh, King Kong versus Godzilla was my favorite. It, it, you know, I, I loved that so much, and I loved the original too because that movie is structured very well, um, mm. even in the American recut, which we'll we'll talk more about in a second. But um. Let's, uh, we've got a lot to get through, so we should probably jump in. Now, Matt, I think we're, are, we're also going to be doing a, uh, we're going to bring back one of our fan favorite features. It's a buzzer. Jacob. Yes. Am I right? Yes. Uh, so because, you know, we have, we have lives to get to and we can't spend the rest of our lives talking about Godzilla as much as we want to. True. Uh, we are going to be spending four minutes per film, which does not seem like enough. Are we doing four? I thought we were doing five. Should, let's do five. Let's let's yeah. do a clean let's, five. Let's give them the five How? minutes they deserve. This will be a supersized move. Do we get five minutes a piece or five minutes total? Five minutes total, man. Oh man! All right, let's total. dog this it. Is, fifteen times rumble. fifteen is <laughs> destroy all monsters. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So so we have to kind of blow through our thoughts as as we get to these and um. So, uh, yeah, listener, when you hear the roar of a monster, um, I'm going to try and link each monster's roar to each episode that we're, each movie that we're oh, talking fantastic. about. Um, so Fun. on your end, that's what you're going to be hearing. Um, and yeah, that means that'll be our signal to, to change paces. If you all are ready, get yourselves ready to talk about Godzilla. Let me know when. Oh, now. Go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go, uh, Matt. Go. Ishiro Honda uh, kind of like revitalized a lot of uh, the industry by making uh, this little movie called Godzilla that is uh, horrifically bleak and wonderful mm. and has great effects, uh, not just for the time, but for now. Uh, it's really, it's really like dark look at what nuclear devastation did to Japan in World War II. I love this movie. 
Yeah, this movie is... I mean, there's a lot of ink spilled and a lot of people talk about, you know, the nuclear messaging of it. A lot of people talk about how this is very much kind of moralistically and thematically the most complex of these movies. And that is all true, but it is also just a ripping, awesome monster movie. It is Mm. structured and paced so well and stands, I think, leaps and above like leaps and bounds beyond what everybody else was doing with 50s monster movies. If you compare Agreed. this to um, Beast from 50,000 Fathoms, that movie is great and exciting, but it had, does not hold a candle to Godzilla and how much no. power and impact that this movie has. Even with Harryhausen, I, I'd agree with that. Um, you know, you have this... You know, I, I believe Honda wanted to make a movie just literally about uh, Hiroshima, and then they were like, "No, you can't, you can't do that." And then he was like, "All exactly. right, well, I'm going to yeah. make a monster movie, which, which is the embodiment of the fallout of that." And mm-hmm. um, and again, like Jacob said, I mean, it's just, it's just so well structured and put together and it and it really and again it holds up i mean the movies from 54 it is not like any of those other atomic age films like the giant mantis or the or the giant claw or 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 you know yeah. them or anything like that tarantula tar- yet yeah, right it's very much its own thing um i think because he had a lot to say with it um and going forward in the series, he, sometimes he has a little bit to say with it, but not as much as he does here. I feel like Honda usually does come to things from a particular perspective, sure. more so than Fukuda. Um, mm-hmm. the, the movie opens because, you know, we, we talk about this very much as a reaction to the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but it is also a reaction to a, an event that was still relatively in the news, which is the Lucky Dragon um, which was a tuna fishing boat that was contaminated by nuclear fallout from a test yeah, at yeah. the Bikini Atoll. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the, there were, I, th- I believe it was 20-some um, crew members on board, and they all suffered acute radiation syndrome. One of them died. They were catching fish outside of the danger zone, but the test was twice as powerful as predicted. And Jeez. because of that, the wind blew nuclear fallout all over them. They, they said they saw the sky light up, and then they were just covered in this radioactive dust made up of coral and sand. Oof, and that's uh, terrifying. They all developed small blisters over their bodies. All of their hair fell out. Their eyes turned red and developed like this itchy mucus. And that was really... I don't want to say more so, but equally, uh, like, that was kind of the beginning of the anti-nuclear test, at least, movement in Japan, because there right. were fears that their the tuna that they had caught had already gone to market. There was a lot of fears of contamination. People were afraid to... The men on the ship were... They tended to be discriminated against because people were afraid that they'd be able to catch radiation poisoning from them. They're right. treated like lepers. Yeah. yeah. And so that context, that background, play, like that plays out in the opening scene of this movie where we have a fishing boat that is going out and we see this white flash and it's Godzilla in the film. But to audiences then, that is a very not subtle nod to the story that is still mm-hmm. only about three years into recent memory. Wow. Right. Uh, real quick, I want to give a shout out to uh, Takashi Shimura. I think he is fantastic here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's in basically like every major Akira Kurosawa film, and uh, he's a part of one of the big reasons why this movie has such like a weight to it, because mm-hmm. uh, he he was like a fantastic actor, and he sells this thing 110 percent every step of the way. 
Uh, speaking of shoutouts, I just want to say uh, Haru Nakajima in the in the Gojira suit because this was the first yes. time they put this thing together, and it was a nightmare to work in. Um, <laughs> so uh, R.I.P. <laughs> and um, did amazing. And went on to be uh, Gojita for I uh, pretty much all of the Shawa series, I think. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I, I believe it's thirteen times he wore the suit in, in yeah. total, wow. which is pretty amazing. And um, that sound right there should signal that we are switching <gasps> gears. But I would like to, uh, because this is such a momentous film, um, I think we should talk about Godzilla King of the Monsters the Americanization also just to give us five more minutes with the original before we kind okay, of fine. transition into the rest of these films <laughs> <Sure. laughs> Raymond Burr ladies and gentlemen yeah so uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters it is an Americanization of Gojira and two years later yep Yep. And it is directed by Terry O. Morse, who was an editor and a director, and he was very kind of skilled at doing this kind of puzzle work. And it is not what a lot of people think of, which would just be kind of a loose and cheap dubbing of the original. This is a complete restructure. And honestly, there's not that many dubbed scenes because they have filmed a lot of scenes of Raymond Burr, who is now a American journalist who is stopping over in Japan to have lunch with his friend and <laughs> and then just passing through yeah and then there are several I'm just stopping by you know it's fine there are several Japanese characters who usually stand with Raymond Burr against a blank wall and then they, they come and they translate for both him and us the scenes that Love were it. already Love shot it. and I mean, it's clearly not as good as the original, but I think this is actually a pretty effective job of translating the text of Gojira into something new. What do you guys think about this movie? Have you, you know, spent much time with Godzilla, King of the Monsters? Uh, this was the first version of this movie that I saw, mm-hmm. actually. Uh I remember really liking it when I was younger. Uh nowadays I kind of think it's boring. It just it doesn't hold my attention like the original does. Yeah, they, at all. They open with a flash forward where it is the devastation after Godzilla's attack on Tokyo, and I think by doing that it robs the movie of some of its power because in the original you are progressing with the characters. That Godzilla yeah. attacking Tokyo happens kind of at the beginning of the third act, but is not the climax of the movie, and after. It's a long, really in-depth, really painful sequence. And then you end up with really hard... What I think is kind of the core of the movie and what makes it work, which is those long sequences of people in the devastation, in the rubble, trying to recover. You have the Geiger Mm. counter beeping at kids who are now radiated because of this. You have the mom who was telling the kids that they're going to meet their dad who is dead. You have the choir. And all of that adds such a weight to the end of the movie that to front load it just doesn't really work absolutely um i never really grew up i mean i did grow up with uh godzilla but uh king of the monsters but that wasn't the one that was on all the time right it was it was more the newer ones that were in color and like you said they were always on television so it was the color ones right they never really showed the black and white ones when i was growing up uh however uh just to kind of cap this off um if you if you look at uh, Frankenstein versus Baragon, or mm-hmm. Bar- yeah, Baragon, um, Honda revisits this and almost does like a split timeline where Godzilla doesn't exist and the fallout of Hiroshima uh, has to do with like uh, the Nazis 
and Frankenstein and stuff like that. Uh, yes, but, yes, please. But, right, yeah, it's great. Okay, you guys should, should check it out. It's in the it's in the Shawa era, but it's not part of the Godzilla series. But uh, definitely check it out. But it does deal thematically with a lot of that fallout of the radiation and how it affects people and families and stuff. You have to watch the Japanese cut though, because a lot of that stuff is taken out for the American version. Um, and I, uh, I actually reviewed it on my buddy's podcast. Uh, Tony from Hack the Movies uh, has a podcast called uh, Castilla vs. the Pod Monster. So uh-huh. Nice. Just throwing that out it, there. It's a great film. Frankenstein throws a TV out a window at one point, and that's that's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Godzilla, 10 out of 10. King of the Monsters, really was a huge hit here in America. Um, it ended up making $2 million, which made it only the fourth film foreign film to ever make more than one million in the american box wow. office foreign wow. films incredible. just weren't really a thing back then the other three yeah, that had beaten it out were all italian neorealist films so this was the <laughs> first one that like broke out of that kind of the context of the art house and was just like a huge success among regular joes and janes and joe q public and yeah, and that kind people of like people like big monsters, Jacob. Yeah, and I think the <laughs> franchise is still kind of riding that high of that original release and just how popular it was. I mean, sure, you know, maybe maybe if Fellini had put a few giant monsters in his movies, <laughs> they would have made a bit more money. I mean, come on, what a fool! Just leaving money on the table. <laughs> and uh, this noise we are hearing now is uh, <gasps> the roar of good old our good old friend Angurus. So that means, and it you is know what time that means for Godzilla God- raids again, or as Matt calls it, Godzilla rides again. Yeehaw! <laughs> Woo! He's got his fucking cowboy hat on, riding uh, right. uh, Angurus. Yeah. Uh, okay, Godzilla rides again. 1955. Uh, <laughs> we we get to meet his uh, future best friend Angurus, but in this one. They hate each other. They're fighting. Mm. They're fighting. No speech bubbles here. Uh, <laughs> no. So what do you think uh, of this one? I, I, I really like Godzilla Raids again. I think it's an interesting beast and an odd duck in the franchise, but I think it's a lot of fun. I, for a, a sequel that came out, you know, seven months after the first one, I think it's pretty damn good. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is like, yeah, this is a really good sequel for that amount of time. Yeah. Um so this was this is one of only two movies in this era to not be directed by either Ishiro Honda or Jun Fukuda. This is Motoyoshi Oda and he was kind of known as Toho's I can crank out a movie real fast guy. Yeah. As garbage man. This. Yeah. yeah. And he does I think he does a really great job. This movie you know, it's the first movie to have a monster fight in it, but it is very yep. distinct from the monster fight movies that we get in the rest of the franchise. Because yeah, it's a absolutely. nice preview of, like, the crazy shit that's going to happen in the next few movies. I mean, mm-hmm. they, started, they, they start the monster fights off, you know, subdued a little, I guess. Yeah, and the monster fight, it happens about halfway through the film, and I think what makes this movie most interesting to me is that it's the only Godzilla movie of this entire era that is told entirely from the perspective of humans. Yeah. With the mm-hmm. Honda films and the Fukuda films and all of the other films, you you turn to a more omniscient camera, you turn to a more wider perspective of these monster battles, but this movie never lets go of the fact that Godzilla is attacking, we don't have an oxygen destroyer anymore, we don't know what to do now, 
No, we use that. <laughs> <laughs> and everything is told from the people's perspective. And I think that's really cool. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally it's totally fine. <laughs> it's good. It's it's not bad at all. It's a, it's a big shift, like Jacob said, from from where you have that focal point of of the subject matter of the first film going to this one, and it's just a straight up, you know, kind of monster movie, more or less. I, I consider this movie almost to be more of an adventure film because sure, it is very much okay. Yeah, we uh, we follow the humans as they try to come up with a plan to stop Godzilla, and I think that's right. that's fresh and exciting um, when they are you know bombing the. Uh, the, the snow mountains at the end of the film and they're trying to, to bury Godzilla alive. That's almost a like King Kong biplane sequence that is interesting yeah. to me. I, I, I think it's I think it's interesting just because it stands out so much from the rest of the franchise. Oh, for sure, yeah. I think if Godzilla was just a two film franchise the way that like can't, the original King Kong was, this might suffer more, but as it stands, yeah. I like seeing kind of I don't know. I, whenever you have a long-running franchise, I always like the ones that kind of step out of bounds just to see where they're going. Sure. And I like I like Anguirus a lot. He's great. He's fun. <laughs> he's a fun oh, monster. He, he's classic, man. Yeah, I love that little dude. <laughs> he's so scrappy. I, I like that. He about is, him. and I like his. I like the noise he makes. Yeah. Uh, he's fun. I I like Anguirus, and it's pretty easy to see why they became buddies later on. Uh, I really like. The- he, he seems easy to get along with. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a great scene where um, a bunch of criminals hijack a police van, <laughs> and it's just such an odd and unique scene because like it's during the monster battle and we're just following this like weird criminal <laughs> element, and you're like, why is this happening? And then they crash into a gas like <laughs> tank and explode, and Godzilla is distracted by the lights, and you're like, oh, I guess it all comes together, but <laughs> that's why it was happening. I, I think that's just a, a fun, interesting moment. Uh, we're running low on time. Does anybody have anything else to say about Godzilla raids again, or again, as God- Matt says, Godzilla rides again? Godzilla rides again? Uh, no. Uh, Anguirus rules. Oh. No? Uh, this is this is probably the the one I've seen the least, um, but I think it's fun. It's good. Yeah, I, I like that we get um, Doctor Yamane back again. It's rare and exciting to get human characters that come back for more than one Godzilla movie. Back, yeah, in yeah. this era, yeah. so it, it's fun to see him as well. Well, uh, they come back as different characters. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll see the same actor again and again. Yes, they're very rarely playing the same character. And uh, King Kong's roar is letting us know that we should just stop and say a quick hello to King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, Hi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to our January King Kong episode, you uh, you will have heard Matt and I's thoughts on King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, but Matt, I want to hear. I want to hear Joe's. I was just about to say, yeah, Joe. Do you, what, what do you have to say about uh, this this the, entry? About knows the, what we think. Godzilla versus yes. King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, I think it's fine. I you know. <laughs> Here's the thing. You have two titans of the era, right? Or, well, you know, Godzilla... I, excuse me, King Kong was the 30s, but, like, everybody wanted to see this then. Like, oh, man, we have, you know, America versus Japan, and it's King Kong versus Godzilla. It's it's the Battle Royale uh, for back in the days, but for the early 60s. And, um... I don't know. I, I think it's fine. God, uh, King Kong's suit is really terrible. Godzilla is also. I talked about that on that show, but it's god awful. It, it's real bad. Um, <laughs> I particularly like the Mecha Kong in, in uh, uh, 
King Kong yes. escapes, but that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, it's it's fine. It, it, it's a it's it's definitely not one of the better films for sure. Um, I think I think they bit off more than they could chew with that film, and it's just kind of whatever, you know. And have you seen the um, the Japanese cut? Yes. I so the, my watching it for the King Kong episode was my first time with it, and like I said, I grew up with King Kong versus Godzilla, and I had always had mm-hmm. that kind of childhood affection for it. But the Japanese sure. cut really opened my eyes to it. I, I think it's really interesting. I think it's it's got a lot of fun satire to it that Honda right. Honda seems to be having fun with himself and I think it's interesting that the guy who created Godzilla is also the guy who was like you know what we should start to shift to comedy here I, I think <laughs> <laughs> right at that point yeah because it's it's less about the impact of the people and more of just like alright well we're gonna have a giant monster fight here we go yeah and uh, let's but get again, us to the monster fight <laughs> <laughs> but no, like Jacob said, there is a lot. There's a lot more plot relevant things and and kind of human elements in it, and that sort of comedy that kind of gets lost in translation, uh, or is either cut completely. Um, so so I would say if you're gonna check it out, definitely check out the Japanese version. And the King Kong vs Godzilla is interesting because it's the start of kind of a series of Godzilla movies where. You know, we think of this as the Godzilla franchise now because there are right. so many Godzilla movies. But to audiences and to Toho then, King Kong versus Godzilla, Mothra versus Godzilla, and Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, they're mm-hmm. all... They're not Godzilla films. Like, King Kong versus Godzilla is a team-up... Is a essentially like a Freddy versus Jason style. We This is one franchise. This is one franchise. We're bringing them together. Mothra right. does the same thing. Ghidorah does even more by bringing in Rodan. And mm-hmm. I think it's only because Godzilla lasted longer that those movies then get kind of retrofitted into being quote-unquote Godzilla movies. Because in these, a lot of times he's kind of the antagonist or just like a feature that we know, but the plot is built around these other characters even more so. Absolutely. And and again, in the interim uh, between uh, King Kong versus Godzilla and Godzilla versus Mothra, we have that Frankenstein versus Baragon. Yeah. Uh, so we're, again, like you I said... I really need to check of, this out. <laughs> it's, it, it's called Frankenstein Conquers the World, the American version, and then Frankenstein versus Baragon's Japanese. Uh but it like uh you know in that interim you said like we're get we're kind of feeling out what's going to stick who is going to who or what is going to stick right because Honda does that movie and then after uh Frankenstein versus Baragon they were going to do uh King Kong versus Frankenstein mm-hmm. and then that turned into Godzilla versus Frankenstein and then ultimately they pitted Godzilla against Mothra and the rest is history <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> And uh, speaking of that, we hear Mothra's cry. So let's move on <gasps> to Mothra versus Godzilla. This is a this is a great Yay. one. Yay! Yes, fantastic film. Uh, Matt, have you seen Mothra's original solo film? I think so. Maybe years ago. I, I assume you have, Joe. Oh yeah, I, I just assume Long anyone time who ago. was talking about Frankenstein versus Baragon probably has seen Mothra. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. So I mean, this movie plays a little bit like the greatest hits of that movie. Um, you get mm-hmm. a lot of the same elements, but 
I, I just want to highlight one thing that I, I love about Mothra's solo film, and it's that the climax takes place in a generic American mashup city that is like, <laughs> it's like what we do when we're like, oh yeah, this is just like a Japanese city, and we, they, we just mash up everything we think about Japan. Yeah, and it's right, right. It's so fun to see that directed at us because I feel like that just doesn't happen so very often because American culture is so like omnipresent. That yeah. I don't know. I just I love that, but uh, which is strange too because they 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 adapted or, or they adopted a lot of the the Western uh, forms of government and things like that, which is kind of strange. <laughs> yeah, but um, especially for the time. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Mothra versus Godzilla. What do you guys think of this one? Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, the Shobijin are some of my favorite uh, aspects of the series. <laughs> uh, oh, the fairies. Yeah, the fairies. Yes. The Island Twins. Yep. Love them. They have. They are wonderful. They have a beautiful little song that wakes up Mothra. Oh yeah, they fit in a little box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how the catharsis of this film is like some like greedy like entrepreneur guy finds you know tries to buy this egg from these fishermen, uh, and it kind of just yeah. revolves around the fact of like putting it on display, <laughs> and then they're yeah. just <laughs> and then Godzilla's like fuck you, and he attacks. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie is terrific. Uh, yeah. I like that it has like the little the, the capitalism satire going on, mm-hmm. going on there. Uh, yeah, Mothra is my favorite kaiju. Yeah, without a doubt, she's really? great. She's my queen. I okay. love her. I will defend her at all costs. If anyone tries to hit those two uh, fairies, <laughs> I will drop kick them into uh, outer space. Uh, Mothra must be protected at all costs. I love her. She's great. It's it's. Oh, God damn it. I'm so glad that they got their fight out of the way early. And, you know, in later <laughs> movies, they become, you know, husband and wife. Bless yes. them. Bless them so much. I, I love Mothra. She's great. I like her design. Yeah. Uh, uh, and basically, anytime she shows up, I, I really like her design. There was one movie, I think, in the millennium period that I fucking hated it. And I thought it looked like trash. Um, But other than that, she's always the prettiest kaiju because, you know... She has to be. And, uh, yeah, no, Mothra rules. Mm-hmm. She's terrific. Uh, I have multiple Mothra action figures. Uh, she's great. Yeah. Love her. I I love that the villains in this are just like King Kong and versus Godzilla are capitalists. And yeah. that's kind of yes. why I, I, I think... <laughs> it's wonderful. That Honda, you know, he always does at least... He comes to things with a very particular humanistic perspective, and um, mm-hmm. I think that's always very visible in all of his films, and I, I, I love that about that. And one of the things I like about this is that after the Showa era, our heroes are always either like military people or scientists, but in these right. you get a deeper bench of character types. You get journalists, you get comic book yeah. artists, you get just like yes. randos, and I, I love that. I, I love seeing big monsters from the perspective of regular people normal people uh I, that's, yeah, that, love, that's love a it. charm about this series i think yeah you get a whole bunch of different uh characters uh yeah i love godzilla versus mothra uh i could go either way with whatever version i'm watching i i enjoy both of them i think they're both really damn good uh great stuff yeah i mean yeah. i will say this is I, the, I do hate the worms i don't like you don't the like larva. the larva at all. <laughs> all right, hold on, Matt. Like, your favorite you have Mothra without the your larva. Your favorite kaiju is I Mothra, but Mothra's you hate kids. I, Mothra. <laughs> I, I like grown-up, beautiful Mothra. I don't like wriggling around turd Mothra. I don't like that. 
ugly and I don't like it. Oh, man. You're, you're wild. Ugly baby. I will say it is... Ugly baby. It does feel a little bit like a letdown that the Mothra-Godzilla fight happens about halfway through and the climax is the two offspring yeah. as... Yeah. A little, a little upsetting. But... I, I also I do like that it's a two v one fight at the end. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of fun. And then you get it's two Mothras. Like, I also really like Mothra because she flies, and I those things just crawl around like weirdos. Like no thanks, I'm good. <laughs> sure. This is my fa- <laughs> this is one of my favorite uh, Godzilla suits, by the way. It, is oh, it's film. awesome looking. Yeah, it's, it's really great. I think that they kind of they kind of they, they almost have it. I mean, he gets a little goofy looking in the next few, but this one is really good. Um, well, speaking of the next few, uh, Ghidorah <laughs> is taking us to uh, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, which came out yeah. the same year as Godzilla vers- as Mothra versus Godzilla. So this is the second Banger time year. they've done the uh, the two in one year, or as I call it, yeah, the break go. and break and two move. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie is, I think, one of the absolute top of the pops. This movie fucking rules. This is oh yeah for sure. This to me is the Avengers of the Godzilla movies. <laughs> the uh, the Japanese title has a great translation. It's three giant monsters colon the greatest battle on earth, and that's mm-hmm. that's what it is because it's Godzilla, it's Mothra, it's Rodan, and they are all lead characters, uh, and they're all. Mm-hmm. Coming together to fight the biggest space asshole of all time, Ghidorah. <laughs> I love Rodan. Oh, me too. Rodan rules. My good, my good, good wing boy. I love him for what sure. A wonderful, wonderful thing. <laughs> it's a fucking pterodactyl. My God. <laughs> this is the first film that he shows up in in the Godzilla series, mm-hmm. besides his own movie, correct? Yeah, yeah. And his own movie yeah. rules too. Oh yeah, it's dark that one. But anyway, I've shockingly never seen that. I sh- I should probably do that. Definitely check that out. Put it on the list. But um, I think the human plot in this one is my personal favorite of any human plot out of all of the Godzilla films. It really leans into the fairy tale vibe that kind of exemplifies where this series is transitioning into. Because you totally. you have a princess from a fictional European country, and she is possessed by an alien from Venus to warn us about Ghidorah. And yes. amazing. Mean, amazing. Meanwhile, amazing. members of her government are trying to assassinate her, but she has amnesia <laughs> because she's a Venus alien now, and she's just like wandering around the streets. Amazing. And you should see you should see Carlo's face when I try to explain plots to Godzilla movies. And he's just <laughs> and he's he looked at me the other day. He's like, and you make fun of me when I explain plot lines from Buffy. I was like, yeah, but you know, I guess not. I guess they're both really nerdy shit. Uh, <laughs> but Godzilla. Like, yeah, I was like, but then, you know, these cockroach people are, like, inside human suits, and they're, they're taking... It's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> so, I know... Good Lord. Ghidorah, yeah, he gets a lot of heat as, quote-unquote, Godzilla's arch-nemesis. He's a dick. Can I, can I be real? He's three dicks. I think Ghidorah would have a much easier time of things if he had fucking arms. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, it's Possibly, so yeah. he has no arms. <laughs> It makes it hard for him to fight. All he does is... But he's got three heads. Yeah, but they just shoot those like weird little squiggle lasers. And, he's and got wings, too. He's got wings. Yeah, but he can't grapple the way that I want him to. I want him to have at no, least for sure. a little bit of arms. Um, <laughs> they give him little T-Rex arms. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> but uh, this movie is, I think, the first where the physical comedy really works. Um, 
they do a little in King Kong versus Godzilla, and it's it's fine, but it's not like genuinely funny. But like the first, it's the first time they do the bounce a rock back and forth gag that they love to do yes. in these, and it's very funny here. And I love the scene where Mothra has to convince Rodan and Godzilla to fight Ghidorah, and the fairies are translating for her for us. And it's just such a cute, adorable moment where Godzilla and Rodan are just like, I ain't helping humans. They're always mean to us. Yeah. <laughs> That's my yeah, Rodan, Rodan's like, yo, they suck. What, what, stop. And like, <laughs> don't help them. And, and, you know, as an audience member, you agree. With, I love I love the monsters when they're humanized. And like, I, I'm, I'm totally. I love when they talk. I'm totally behind Rodan and Godzilla in this, but it makes it so uplifting and exciting when they do turn around and they're like you know what we are gonna team up and like as an audience member i'm just like cheering and by the time you have the mothra larva riding rodan and like flying around and <laughs> yes. shoot, so it's yes. mothra larva riding rodan shooting the string at Ghidorah while godzilla grabs the tail and like that moment is just so Again, like I said, it's beautiful. This is the event. That's the spinning around the Avengers moment in the Avengers to me. It's so. Yep. I get so hyped. Oh, it's glorious. This movie rules. Well, uh, speaking of Ghidorah, we, we're going back to him, um, but this time yes. in outer space. Fuck yeah. yes. Invasion of the Astro Monster. This one is another five star production in my eyes. Uh, it's really good. This movie rules. Uh, they take the, the monsters into space to fight, you know, Ghidorah. Uh, Monster Zero. Yeah, this thing is... Oh, my God. The monster fights in this are awesome, and I love the whole space alien bits. I... Ah, good shit. I can't... (laughs) Grade A. So, uh, if you haven't seen this one, this is the one where aliens come down, and this is really our first alien invasion plot, which we're gonna see kind of ad nauseum. Well... I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, it... I guess Ghidorah is like technically an alien, but that's not like an invasion plot. But this is a very much 60s sci-fi classic alien invasion. And aliens come down to Earth and they're like, hey, we've got Ghidorah. He's bugging us. Can we borrow your monsters? (laughs) We'll give you the cure for cancer. We will not only give you the cure for cancer, you don't have to worry about Godzilla and Rodan anymore. And everybody's like, yeah, fucking this is a win-win situation for us. So they, they, they bring the monsters up, and then they just leave them there. And I love when they're flying away, and they're like, man, Rodan and Godzilla look sad that we're leaving them yeah, on Planet X. Poor guy. <laughs> Let's go have them destroy Earth. Yeah, it, it turns out the aliens are lying to us. Uh, they, they just wanted to get rid of our Shocker. protectors so they can destroy us with Ghidorah, who they control. Um, I like that the aliens are called the Zillions because they come from Planet X. Instead yes, of the planet cool. A, I guess. <laughs> yes, these are my de- these are my Devo aliens, man. They look so fucking cool. They have such a cool design in this. Yeah, this is this is one of the most fun Godzilla movies. I can't believe we've never seen Godzilla on an alien planet since. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's one of those things where I feel like they kind of did it. And again, at the time, you have the Gamera movies coming out as well. And he did a lot of that shit. That's a good like, point. Gamera was like flying through space, going to different planets and stuff. So, so you're it, telling it, me I should see the Gamera movies. Oh, yes. He, oh, totally. But uh, I, I don't know if you're going to like them. <laughs> uh, okay. Per, per se. Matt, I think you'll uh, like them. Based on what you've told me about how you engage with Godzilla movies, I think you're going to love Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, I, they are silly as shit. They're like the definition of silly, but they're they're a lot of fun. Um, 
so this one this one was a co-production with an american distributor upa uh, which was looking for more monster films and that's how we get there's an american actor in this nick adams and they shot it italian style where everybody just spoke their own native tongue and they're like yeah we'll dub over whoever needs dubbing for depending on the market (laughs) totally fix it fix it in post yeah um and that's great. I, I think Nick Adams is really fun. I love the the dynamics of the people in this. Um, so Yeah, I like the human characters here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think this is a good point to talk about Shinichi Sekizawa, who was the writer of a good portion of the, the Showa era films. And okay. he has a very particular kind of style to writing a monster movie that doesn't really seem to be reflected by anybody else who tried. And what he loved to do was take human plots and have them kind of run at parallel to the monster plots. And they really only kind of intersect in the climax when whatever God's, whatever monster battle is happening is kind of the deus ex machina to end the human plot as well. That's like, right. that's how we have the, you know, the assassins from Ghidorah who are trying to kill the princess. They get taken out by yes. this by the monster battle. That's how, you know, the guy who's trying to sell the egg in Mothra versus Godzilla. And I think that's a really interesting, cool way to do it because otherwise you end up with human characters that are trying to drive the monster plot, but the monsters are so like beyond our capability that we don't really impact them at all. Sure. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, looking to children or looking to young people for solutions to the future mm-hmm. for things. You know what I mean? And, and even in this one, they have like a group of young scientists that like come up with that um, that machine that, uh, you know, spits out that signal that, uh, you know, hurts the aliens. Stuff like yeah. that. Like the 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 unknown or uh, least likely uh, proprietor of of. of uh, a victory yeah you know i i think one of the interesting things that he does and i don't know if th- this might be just something more culturally japanese or it might be something that sakazawa particularly put into his scripts we get a lot of sibling relationships that allows him oh, to pull too, yeah. together characters with very different jobs who wouldn't really otherwise have any reason to interact so for the main characters in this one we've got an astronaut his sister her inventor boyfriend his American yeah. fellow astronaut and his alien girlfriend. <laughs> like that's our main quintet. <laughs> yeah. and, like that's a, that's a really cool group of people, and that's like that's a diverse cast, right? It, for sure, it's yeah. So much more interesting than like military bomb specialist and his wife. But uh, Joe, you you mentioned the end of this movie where they they spit out that signal, and I was just watching it this time, and I'm wondering, do you think this is the origin of the Mars attacks climax? Uh, it's possible. Ah. And he, the other thing, too, is like we're doing a lot of signal shit in the, in a, in more movies going forward as well. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, sure. Why not? Just, I mean, I'm sure they borrowed from it. I'm thinking about, you know, how much of a Godzilla fan that Tim Burton is. You know, you have that extended Godzilla sequence in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee. Right. Which apparently yeah. got them sued, I was reading. <laughs> The, the <laughs> really? dream he has with the dinosaur? Uh, no, no, no. The, no, the sequence at the end the, of the movie the, when they're riding the through lot. the back lot, they go on to... Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, to, and you have Ghidorah in that as well, and apparently <laughs> Toho hadn't signed off on any of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Burton was just Did like, not no, know that. Fun. Let's do it. <laughs> but, uh, but right now, we are hearing the call of Ibira, Horror <gasps> of the Deep. 
Uh oh. <laughs> uh, so we are yeah. we are taking a leave from Ashiro Honda movies and entering the Jun Fukuda age, which is also yep. the Monster Island phase of the franchise. Yes. Gra- grab your ventures records. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think of uh, Abira? Uh, it's fun as shit. I love that lobster. Yeah. He's really cool. Uh, I really see myself in this movie when Godzilla takes a nap <laughs> uh, before the final fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I would do, you know, to gain some extra energy. Uh, this movie's fun. I like it. Plus, Mothra comes back. It's awesome. <laughs> Actual Mothra returns. Love it. Uh, there's a dance-a-thon. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a beach movie. I it love this. To, it's totally it's like yeah, it's a beach movie with Godzilla. But it's yeah. also a spy movie Maybe. with Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's sort of yeah, with King like the Kong red bamboo and stuff. Yeah. I so like I said, this is uh the beginning of Jun Fukuda and I I personally I love both Honda and Fukuda almost equally, maybe not entirely equally, but I think Fukuda brings a really He's a younger guy than Honda is, and he brings a very kind of fresh, young energy to the franchise. He's got pep. Mm. He's got pep. And uh, well, sure, yeah. They have very different stylistic tendencies. Uh, Honda tends to shoot everything, both human and monster alike, with this like proscenium style blocking, where everything is played in parallel with the background. So his layouts are very horizontal, and he loves his medium and his wide shots that really kind of take advantage of the widescreen format. But they just feel very. You know, they feel, like I said, it's a very horizontal, it's almost a two-dimensional plane that he likes to play with. But Fukuda, he comes in and he loves, he's doing handheld shots in the monster fights, which don't necessarily sell the scale, but they sell a lot of just, like, vibrancy and fun. He's got these really (laughs) young characters who feel younger than even the young people in the last movie. And they're, because they're having dance-a-thons and they're just like... (laughs) Right. It's, I don't know, I, I think... Having a blast. This movie feels camp but in that like cool 60s batman way that was very in at the time and yes it feels very hip and very like of the moment yep it's i'd hip. agree with, it's with it oh yeah uh and like i said before it's a king kong movie too. yes yeah we, <laughs> we, we mentioned this briefly in the uh, the king kong episode but this was very we this did. was scripted to be the follow-up to king kong versus godzilla um, until the yeah. King Kong rights holders said, no, we want you to work with Rankin and Bass, do an adaptation of the TV show they're working on. Um, we don't really like the script. So they're like, okay, control F, Godzilla. <laughs> we'll replace every mention of King Kong with Godzilla. Uh, and that that's why... I like- oh, I'm sorry, Joe. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, that's why, you know, Godzilla is powered by lightning. That's why he has this relationship with a, like... Beautiful island girl. That's why he right. takes a nap. Right. That's why he takes a nap. <laughs> I, I love how a beer is like uh, supposed to be the big bad in this, right? Yeah. And how he's like taking out the island and like those and the red bamboo like makes that yellow shit to like keep a beer at bay or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we got to get off the island and we can't get off the island because the beer is in the ocean. So what are we going <laughs> to do? Oh, we're going to wake up Godzilla with a fucking lightning scimitar <laughs> and have it strike lightning and wake this guy up. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. It's so good. Yeah, Godzilla has fully transitioned into being a hero to people because they they yes. know that they can rely on him to beat up Ibira, but also not eat the, like kill them when they try and leave. <laughs> right, right, right. And Godzilla fucking wrecks Ibira. Like he rips off yeah. both of his oh, yeah, arms. <laughs> like he fucks Jesus him off. Breaks it off. Godzilla. He's cracking him like a lobster claw, like I would do. <laughs> so good. 
Uh, yeah, this movie's fun. I like it's it. a lot of fun. It's a good summer movie music. for sure, too. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so this this was the start of you know the the they started to de- decrease the budgets of these so. Well, we yeah. don't end up with any city or any like populated era area yeah. zones. Um, there's no real miniature work of that kind. It's all island based, but mm-hmm. I kind of like the island. I, I like being on the island. I like the red bamboo guys. I like the guy with the eye patch. Totally, it's all cool mm-hmm. shit. I agree. Yeah, fun movie. All right, that means it is time for us to transition to Son of Godzilla. We are back oh, to the boy. island. Well, back to a slightly <laughs> different island. It's... Yeah. yeah. The other island next door is La Nublar, right? <laughs> yes, the other one was Sorna. This is Nublar. Yes. <laughs> Site B. <laughs> Site G? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. my God. I'm fired. This... <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. Um, <laughs> this this is way obviously it's called Son of Godzilla. We meet his uh, very stupid child. Uh, one of Love the him. worst suits. Uh, one of the worst Godzilla suits I, in the whole in the whole series. Yeah, he's fucking hideous. His hideous baby. Oh, <laughs> Minya. I I love Minya or Manila, depending on I guess what yeah. you're you're going with. I I I kind of like his look. It's it's gooey, but it's it's kind of cute. I like. I like it. It's fine. I mean, I, I, I'm a I'm, I'm a fan of Minya for sure, or Manila, however you want to say I like that. His, I like his donkey noise. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's like really awkward and weird and funny. I like his cute little rings, man. His little atomic breath rings that he his shoots out. Rings. Yeah. yeah. I think this is easily the funniest Godzilla movie. Um, it's hilarious. The, <laughs> this movie's very very funny. This is the first one where I really do feel a gulf between the monster action and the human action because the human stuff in this is just so forgettable in comparison to how good the monster stuff is. Because yeah, I love sure. the monster stuff. Yeah, Minya is just I, so cute and hanging out with Godzilla and jumping over his tail <laughs> like a jump rope and then accidentally jumping yeah. on his tail and pissing Godzilla. And I, I love Godzilla's not a good dad. No, no he's got he's, he's got major weekend dad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> like he's the weekend dad. Like he shows up, he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna show you how to do this with your tail, blow smoke rings. <laughs> he I gotta go back to work. Uh leave me alone. He beats him here's in the, the head with his the- tail. <laughs> Yeah, let's fight some spiders. Here's the thing, like, does Godzilla just finds an egg? Like, okay, we got to preface it with the fact that Kamakuras, who, in my opinion, like, that species, in my opinion, is, like, super underrated. I love their, like, the noise they make. Yeah. Love that. Uh, Giant mantis, everybody. Um, But, yeah, Godzilla just happens upon this egg, and, like, is it? his slash hers or does he just adopt this other dinosaur <laughs> i i think the Monster implication is that it's not godzilla's i think this right. is a related species um yes godzillasaurus right yeah <laughs> well no so i swear to god yeah, no, that's, I, that's in so yeah it, it's one of, in the later movies yeah that they, that's that's brought up in the high era um yes but yeah it's the like you said the um the mantises are so cool. All of the mo- yeah. all of the villainous monsters in this are um, they are puppeteered from above. Um, they are marionetted, and they look yes, super yeah. cool. It's such a unique like style yeah. of monster action. Kumonga is so cool, man. Yeah, that's that spider scary as shit. Like <laughs> oh man, when it wakes up, when they wake him up, oh, uh, it's really good. Yeah, so. 
I, I guess, you know, if you haven't seen it, Minya is, is just an egg sitting around, and these mantises are like fucking ready to get some make some omelets <laughs> they're smacking it around yeah, so they, they smack it around and it cracks open uh uncooked minya pops out <laughs> like, oh that's why it was half baked right yeah. is that why i yeah. think that's why he's so gooey like he's he's just <laughs> he looks mushy um disgusting and then they just start poking the hell out of him and godzilla yeah Godzilla's like, hey, come on, guys. That's not cool. Look at this poor little bastard. Leave the kid alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. He barbecues them all. I don't think Godzilla yep. wanted to become an adoptive dad, but I think he definitely did. He fell yeah. into it. I'll take it. <laughs> the And then the end of the movie, again, like I said, yeah, the human plot is so kind of not really even there. There's a, a guy who just, like, crash lands on this island where they're doing weather research and it's kind of cool like the like the the plot is kind of cool i don't know if it's executed really well they they force him to work as a scientist yeah. in order to go home <laughs> they're like well if you're here you have to earn your keep you're the cook now or whatever yeah uh, but they they create a snowstorm at the end and godzilla and minya i i find this moment genuinely heartbreaking where they like huddle together for warmth as the snow like yeah. covers them like that's sad yeah, their like weather experiment fucks up and everybody goes to sleep and or dies, you know, like Ugh. Haunting. And uh that is the the last time we see everybody until the year nineteen ninety X. Which <gasps> means that we are at Destroy All Monsters. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> AKA Ghidorah gets his ass kicked. Oh, he oh sure does? God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, in this one, all the monsters from every movie are basically living on Monster Island. I love Monster Island. Which is pretty much <laughs> Jurassic Park. Uh, this, uh, yeah, It's actually a peninsula. And, <laughs> yeah, they uh, all the monsters are, you know, they escape. Even the one that looks like a knockoff Godzilla is here. Uh, Gorosaurus. And, uh, yeah, from King Kong go. Escapes. Yep. <laughs> I think I forget who he replaced, but apparently one of the suits was just used for Ultra Q, and so they could they were like, ah shit. I, I, well, Gorosaurus is still working. Let's bring him out. Uh, I'm actually working my way through that. I haven't gotten to Gorosaurus yet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I love the opening in Monster Island where we not only see all the monsters living together on an island. It's a brochure. Yeah, it, yeah. You see <laughs> it's a travel brochure. How they're fed. You see why they don't sweat. Like they're, yeah. like they're gently guided back onto Monster Island. It seems so pastoral and pleasant. And like, I just want to live on Monster Island or at least visit. Oh, yeah. Well, they can't kill them, so they have to confine them there. You know, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that they just really leaned into the fact that they've built a series that kids love, and they <laughs> were like, "Yeah, we want to, we want to." They realize that we want to name everybody, we want to show everybody, we want to really build up this wonderful what was supposed to be the climax for the Godzilla movies. This was supposed to be kind of the big yeah. finale, the big franchise yeah. ending team up, and Money talks. it's great. It's uh, there is a lot of monster action. It's Lot of maybe it. a little too plot heavy for me um i think outside of the opening monster battles and the final monster battle it it sags a little bit but it's still a ton of fun just to see everybody on screen together like that's not yeah but that final 
that final battle where they just murk the shit out of Ghidorah is amazing. Oh, yeah. That is so brutal. I... I will say I don't well deserved by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I will say I don't totally understand their thinking where they're like, okay, <laughs> we've had Ghidorah in two previous films. In the first film he is beaten by a team up of three monsters. In his second film he's beaten by a team up of two monsters. Let's fucking send everybody at like Yes. Like I don't know, give Ghidorah a friend. <laughs> Dude, Gator is too much of a dick. Doesn't have any friends. Well, Godzilla and Angira stomp the shit out of Ghidorah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's great. And then like, and then like to top it off, Kamunga and and I'm pretty <laughs> sure Mothra like just spray him with all the the uh, the web stuff yeah. and like just cocoon his ass. <laughs> Uh, they do him dirty, man. I, I, it's I feel bad for glorious him. moment. <laughs> you feel bad for him. He asked for it, Did okay? He? he got his ass whipped three times, and he, he comes back to Earth again. Twice, though, he is being controlled by aliens. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and yeah. This is true. Yeah, yeah. I'm creating a, a Jacobs fan canon of Ghidorah came to Earth the first time, got his ass beat, and was innocent. like, you know what? Fair play. I'm just gonna I'm gonna stay away from Earth. I'm gonna hang out on this planet on the other side of Venus. And then he's like, and then they're like, oh shit! Here's an alien. We could take. Here's a monster we could take over. And he's like, I don't want to go back to Earth. They beat my ass. And then he goes back to Earth and they like beat his there. ass again. He's like, God damn it! Now these new aliens send him back. Kador's just minding his his own business, like making breakfast and shit, like wherever. <laughs> and the aliens are like, "Okay, come on, you come with us. We're gonna go take over Earth." I I do like to mentally imagine that this is the birth of why he teams up with Gigan and Megalon in the future. Like he's just like, "Oh yeah, you know what? I mean, I can't keep I, I can't keep doing this by myself. I need to make some space friends. <laughs> I need some muscle." Um, yeah, destroy all monsters. I need a couple of heavies. This movie, um, this was again supposed to be not only the climax of the Godzilla movies, but it was supposed to be Ishiro Honda's last role, and um, Ikufube was going to be back for his final role. But um, it did very well, and Toho had a few other things going on that didn't pan out the way that they wanted them to, and mm-hmm. they needed to get something out in theaters quickly and relatively cheaply. And that is how we get All Monsters Attack slash Godzilla's Revenge. <sighs> slash slash an anti-bullying PSA. <laughs> it sure is. It's fantastic. I like this movie a lot. Uh, those kids are annoying, of course. Uh, but I fucking love Minya. Yeah. Um, I, love I, I really like Gabara, to tell you the truth. Yeah, that's a cool monster. Um, I, I like monster? this. I, this one gets a lot of shit. Because of what it is, but I kind of it's like a clip it because. Show, but it's great. I, no, no, I know, but it reminds me of being a kid mm-hmm. and like having yeah. these dreams and like acting this stuff out, you know. Um, and I think it works on that level, and especially for who they're targeting at the time. Children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Correct. Literal children. Yeah. But yeah, no, I like this movie. Uh, it gets a bad rap. It, yeah, it absolutely shouldn't. I might. Hot take is I think this is the most like real movie any of the Godzilla sequels really are. Like this movie has a character arcs and like a a plot that is, you know, very linear and understandable and metaphoric and relating to its target audience. Like right. as a children's film, 
this is a great children's film. Yeah, and absolutely. It also, it also works as like a great way. Like if someone's never seen like a Godzilla movie, and they're like, I just want to see monster fights. Just be like, watch this. <laughs> you get a sure. you get a greatest hits. Yeah, I don't understand. And you get a pretty good story. I'll be honest, I do not understand the complaints about stock footage from people who rewatch Godzilla movies. It will right. Yes. Like, right. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're rewatching them anyway. Like, why not? <laughs> why not see a greatest hits of stuff that you're gonna see in other places? Like, I don't know. This, exactly. this movie's great, and I think Honda does some of his most creative visual work here. Um, he he really is kind of branching out. A lot of the transitions between the kids' real life and the imaginary space are very well executed and shot and they are colorful mm-hmm. and distinct and interesting in a way that I don't think Honda really tapped into before that for sure I and again I just, I just love that dynamic of of making it a very real story mm-hmm. with Godzilla kind of thrown in the mix yeah. uh, where it's not an actual like Godzilla exists in this universe but for now he's sleeping or doing whatever like this is all in this kid's head yeah. you know um, and I love how he kind of comes to terms with you know going against the bully and, and fighting back against the bank robbers and shit like what would Godzilla do you know yeah mm-hmm. I, I kind of love that idea and I love that this plays out against a backdrop of an increasing number of latchkey kids in Japanese culture at the era, at the time. Mm-hmm. And right. I don't know about you guys. I, I was a latchkey kid growing up. And I don't know where I'm going with this. I, it's just a, a fun <laughs> fact about you me. Also, you also had dreams of, you know, hanging out with Godzilla. Yeah, then I, yeah, for I sure once also foiled some bank robbers. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! What a great! I remember that story. Yeah, yeah that that time that I became famous, uh, they made they made a film out of it. It was called Home Alone. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's based, inspired by true events. That's based on me. <laughs> I owe it all to Godzilla. That was in your thankful your thanks speech, yep. right? Yeah, I also I think thanks, Big G. I think this movie's bad <laughs> reputation comes largely from. There is a, a segment of Godzilla fandom that I think is ah, really yes. defensive about being Godzilla fans, and they want to prove that this franchise isn't for kids, even though it's very ah. frequently for kids. For sure. And I mean, I think that defensiveness just kind of comes out with a, a, a willing a they they are uncomfortable with this film for being what it is, but what it is is great. I agree. I think they're embarrassed of it. Is 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 yeah. Is the is the real problem? And it's like it's okay. Like <laughs> it's, it's okay. okay. Like, you're you're, you're you, watching you, fun monster movies. You, I mean, it's it's, it's okay. made for yeah. kids. It's it's okay yeah. but, to acknowledge it as such. It's I think this fandom has a you know there is a lot of defensiveness in Godzilla fan circles, and I think it comes from the earlier generations of Godzilla fans who maybe had to defend their love against people who caught them on TV. But, like, yeah. nowadays, the average person has not seen a Godzilla film. No. Like, Agreed, and, yeah. And yeah. I think that's limited exclusively to American culture. Though. Yeah, definitely. You know? Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm speaking specifically of those branches oh, of for sure. fandom. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the only people who have seen Godzilla movies are people who have sought out Godzilla movies and tend to be interested in them anyway. So, like, y'all, let's just let's embrace and have some fun with this shit. It's great. For sure. I think it's misleading for some people, too, because, like, we love this shit. But if we're like, oh, man, you got to see, you know, 
Godzilla versus versus Hedorah. You know what I mean? Somebody's gonna watch that and be like, "Oh, this this sucks." Like, what are you talking about? Like, I, like I don't know. It's very it, it is very specific, but also broad at the same time. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Godzilla versus Hedorah, that's that's uh, <laughs> that's perfect timing, my yeah. friend. That's where we are now. Uh, my Matt has already staked his claim of saying this is his favorite. I think this is one of, if not the single best Showa sequel. Uh, where do you where do you come in on this one, Joe? I know this one can be kind of contentious. Uh, I fucking love this movie. Yeah. I think Bano did a really good job of not only like, so, so yeah, obviously it's very like environmentally conscious forward. But I mean, I think this has some of the best battles. Uh, oh, yes. in, in the shower era and some of the best uh, cinematography yes. and effects to tell you the truth um, I love it I think it's great I think it's definitely w- and Hedorah is one of the more uh, formidable opponents I mean you know oh, without a doubt for sure uh, and I mean because up until this point it's only really been Ghidorah that's posed uh, uh, yeah. an actual threat to him in a way where like holy shit is he not gonna win you know yeah so if you haven't seen it, Hedorah is a sentient pile of goo that goes through several transformations. It can be a UFO. <laughs> yes. can... He's a Pokemon. He's a Pokemon. And <laughs> the audience is treated to a lesson about these transformations through an animated yes, educational yes, yes. special, which fucking rules. <sighs> through Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah, it's great. This is, I love it. This is, So, um, like Joe alluded to, this was directed by Yoshimitsu Bano. This is one of the other... Innocent. One of the two um, Godzilla films not to be done by Honda or Fukuda. And it is a crime that Bano didn't get to do more Godzilla movies or just more movies in general. He only had... Yeah. Oh, Toho did him dirty. I. He did such a fucking good job with this film. And I cannot understand why they didn't see it. This movie is... I think it's genuine pop art in a way that only a handful of the others are. I think his style of bringing in collage and all of these outside elements to make this an artistic artifact beyond just the fact that it is a Godzilla movie makes it such a rich, rewarding experience totally agree with you and Tsuburaya is not on effects here. It's Teruyoshi Nakno, which is pretty amazing um i mean from all from all the miniatures to to the suits i mean everything look is tip top Mm -hmm. like i'm surprised that it's not subaraya put it that way yeah this is this is one of the only films where i almost become slightly disappointed when the monster fights start because the everything else is shot so interestingly that i'm so invested in them but like Godzilla's entrance in this is so fucking good. It's my favorite Godzilla entrance in the entire series. I like, yeah, I love the weird showing up thing that he gets. Oh, that's oh my God. one of my showing up in front of the sun. Yeah, dude, it's beautiful. I love this soundtrack so much. Yeah, it's it's genuinely heroic and it fits who this Godzilla is in a way that I don't think Ikafube's themes would have necessarily sold him in this movie because. It's it's different. It's way different. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, it's like that. It's like that time capsule art piece uh, of of this era. I don't know. Everything everything hits for me on this one. It's yeah, very good. I personally, I really love this. Obviously, I said. I mean, I said it's my favorite. Uh, Hedera is an awesome looking. Villain. Yeah. 
I think he's really cool. I love that like the main character in this is a little kid who has a Godzilla toy. <laughs> yes. And I think that's one of the reasons I love this so much when I was a kid because I was the little kid with a Godzilla mm-hmm. toy. Yeah. Uh, I really, you know, I saw myself. I mean, sure, my dad wasn't a, a scientist, you know, figuring out what a hetera is. But, I mean, <laughs> I love this movie. I love the scenes in the uh, the psychedelic club. I think that's mm. really cool. Uh Hedera has an awesome death scene towards the end. Yeah, Godzilla yeah. rips out its orbs and then just goes fucking ham on the corpse. Yeah. heart and just like, oh my god, it's awesome. Uh, listeners, if you want a really cool, fun double feature, watch this with uh, House. Yes. Oh, from yeah, there you go. Because this is Kaiju House. Yeah, yeah. Basically. 100%. Uh, this is such a wacky and weird movie, uh, but also fucking phenomenal yeah. yeah and yeah it's it's so fucking good and like jacob said i can't believe uh banner didn't get to do more right like like what is wrong with you Toho? so the bot oh no you, you go ahead joe the body count on this is insane oh my God. and, and like turning people into skeletons yeah how oh much uh, how much carnage we actually see of the monsters causing havoc on people yeah. is is intense uh and godzilla gets his ass kicked for most yes, of this does. movie he also flies Ooh. which is nice <laughs> well yeah that's too <laughs> oh, my, oh yes he does fly and it's totally awesome yeah. it's fine with me i fucking yeah, love it it's awesome also it. a cat i love dies. that he has I love that he flies backwards. It's yeah. amazing. Well, I mean, we've seen so much silly shit. It's it doesn't bother yeah. me. People are like, "That's stupid." It's like it, it, it's a Godzilla movie. What are you talking about? Yeah, so, yeah. I I I can't imagine. I cannot understand the people who do not love this one. <laughs> this one fucking rules. Uh, have you seen Godzilla vs. Megalon? <laughs> You're damn right. I have. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Yoshimitsu Bano, um, yeah, he never got to make another Godzilla movie, but he got close. He tried um, in the 2000s. Yeah. He um, he yeah. was going to do a short film that was going to be Godzilla to the max or something like that. And it was going to be a 3D IMAX film. Wow. And it never got off the ground. But whatever deal he signed with distributors, I don't know why they had to preserve that, but he is listed as an executive producer on both the 2014 Godzilla and Godzilla uh-huh. King of the Monsters, despite the fact that he was dead for the entire production of that second one. Yeah, and uh, King of the Monsters was actually you know dedicated to him. There was like yeah, an in yeah. Memory I of, think yep, that's right at the because end there. of whatever deal he signed to direct Godzilla to the max, like as an American film. I was. I was the only person in the in the theater that clapped when his name popped up. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was odd because you have Yoshimitsu Bano, Bano, and then and then Haru Nakajima, and Honda's not there, Afukube's not there. It's like okay, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's fine. I just thought it was a little odd. That's I think all. it's because they had both died that have, year specifically. Yeah, yeah, and he might not have had you know. Uh, good luck m- making another Godzilla movie, but he had a damn good agent to get that contract. <laughs> this is get true. That clause in his contract. Uh, Your name's on everything, buddy. All right. You know who else has a good agent? Guy Gan. <laughs> Fuck yes, he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, that means uh, we're at, we're at Godzilla versus Guy Gan. Uh, the the titles yes, get a little more straightforward from here on out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they he, are. And uh, Guy Gan rules. I love. I love Gigan so much. I love Buzzsaw. He Belly. might. He's a chump, the, he's a chump, but I love. He him. He might be the yeah, best he, design monster in the entire franchise, for sure. 
He looks cool as shit. Uh, this movie's awesome. Uh, it's got aliens yet again, you know, coming to Earth. Uh, they, uh, there's, they, they build their own little theme park <laughs> to try to, you know, lure humans, and they're actually cockroaches in people suits. <laughs> and uh, Godzilla and Anguirus team up again uh, to go up against, you know, Ghidorah and Gigan, and Godzilla and Anguirus speak in like little speech bubbles i love that so mm-hmm. much while, while talking gibberish i fucking love it uh this has some of my probably my favorite human characters in the whole series i love that the main character is a comic book artist i think that's really cool yeah. uh this has my favorite human character in the series uh i don't know his name i just call him corn guy <laughs> I love i love corn guy uh he holds up uh the comic book guy like with a piece of corn on the cob and uh i was talking to jacob about this uh bravo to whoever was the person who checked continuity on set because in the next scene the corn cob is half eaten and he's still having a conversation with this guy like he's slowly eating this corn throughout the day i fucking love this movie it is violent um yeah it is violent it's Mm. it's got some blood going on Mm -hmm. uh cockroach people ah God, it's crazy, crazy stuff. It's got some really good scenes, and it's got some really good fight scenes, especially with Gigan. Uh, Ghidorah is more of like an afterthought with this film, even yeah. from like behind the scenes, like production wise. Um, it's definitely got a weird. Sp- it's like a spy-driven plot, but it it's it never really gets to the levels that it needs to be. Um, there's some really there's some there's some cool scenes in this for sure. I don't hate this. I love Gigan. Um, it's definitely not my favorite though, and I wouldn't say that I love this one. Yeah, I I I mean I really enjoy this one, but it, it's not in my top tier. But um, sure. I think Ghidorah got added primarily because they wanted to use stock footage and they have plenty of sure. footage. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that going on. I I can't decide if the stock footage. To me, this is the movie where the stock footage feels clunkiest, and I can't tell if sure. they made it nighttime in the new footage to try and disguise <laughs> the stock footage more, but it doesn't work at all because it's clearly just daytime darkened slightly. No. And like, oh, it's bad. It's very. It they never figured out how to match that, and it's it's so noticeable. But it's yeah. like I said. I mean, I don't I don't really care about stock footage because I like Not seeing sure. models blow up. I need a Same. I need a Mamugan shirt is what I need. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think the Godzilla theme park is an all timer great idea. I think having yes. got having a life size Godzilla statue in a theme park that Godzilla then like gets to see and fight is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> they, yes. they built a statue of me. This is weird. And, <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> We're ziplining or something. <laughs> uh, which they're actually I doing. I know, I can't they? wait to go to that. Yeah. Uh, you can yeah. zip line into Godzilla's mouth. Okay, man, sure. I want to do that and stay at that hotel. Yeah. That's got to <laughs> cross it off the bucket list, man. I would say that the alien thing would be getting old by now, but I got to say that having it be cockroach aliens that are taking over corpses oh is fucking so cool. cool. So, like, I can't it's be great. mad at it's it. It's cool as shit. The way that I can be mad at some monkeys in the next film. Ugh. But, uh... <laughs> uh how do you guys think Gigant's tummy buzzsaw works? <laughs> Ooh, uh, I've, I've tried to question that many times, and I just gave up and said, you know what? It Does he have, cool. like, a sheet is- inside his body so that he doesn't chop up his own <laughs> organs? 
I mean, he's got it right. They got to be on either side, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that 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 I'm I'm okay with that. There's like some kind of bone structure around it. <laughs> yeah. So Matt alluded this this. Oh, jeez. Anyway, uh, Matt on. alluded to uh, this being kind of the bloodiest of the movies, and I was reading an interview, and apparently it was because they had started to introduce blood into the Ultraman movies, and whenever they were yes. showing these okay. to kids, kids were like, why aren't the monsters bleeding? They should be bleeding right now. And they're like, fine, you fucking kids want some blood? Here, have some blood. Watch those Gamera so movies, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's jarring as hell when these things I, I love it. Dude, in oh, Gamera, people's fucking heads are getting cut off, arms are getting cut off, blood's all over the place. <laughs> it's insanity. All right, guys, it's time to take a trip under the sea to talk about Godzilla versus Megalon. Oh, we're going to Jack- Atlantis? Jaguar, punch, punch, punch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is, um, this is either the most notorious, infamous, famous popular Godzilla movies uh, Godzilla versus Megalon Godzilla versus Megalon yeah absolutely I think that's attributed to the MST3K um, stuff mm-hmm. I know. have not seen that episode really um, I've only seen this the movie itself and I've seen it like I don't know five times in the last three years <laughs> uh, this is one of my favorite Godzilla movies I love it I love I love Seatopia I fucking love the underwater yeah. the, the underwater civilization that's friends with the cockroach people uh, I, I fucking love Jet Jaguar Jet Jaguar uh, when I was a kid I thought it was Ultraman I didn't know the fucking difference <laughs> so totally to imagine me watching this movie a few years ago and going oh that's not Ultraman what the hell uh, I I like Megalon that, that big old hoppy cockroach is uh, gross and weird he's great uh I love the the humans in this. I love the, the fact that the they somehow survive being thrown in a shipping container. <laughs> they just like roll out of it like it's no big thing. Uh, yeah, Jet Jaguar rules. His theme song is Jet awesome. Jaguar. So good. Yeah, this movie is so Upset fucking. Set he never really shows up again. Um. Yeah. So Jet Jaguar. He um. And people hate this. Fools. <laughs> It's mostly nonsense, but I'm here for it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just went full out with this one. Like, it's just goofy shit, and he is some monsters. Yeah. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, this one is. Yeah, exactly. This one is the one that is most a live action cartoon, and Jet yes, Jaguar yes. was literally designed by a child who won a contest. Yep. And apparently, they mm-hmm. changed it so much that the kid like cried when he saw the movie because it wasn't what he had drawn. <laughs> oh, does he look like? It was he supposed to look like the new anime? I, I have no idea what he looked like, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys are going to get them. But we're getting the uh, the Brood X cicadas coming out here in Maryland in a couple of weeks, and Megalon I really reminds right. me of cicadas from my oh, memory yeah. of the last time yeah. they were out and about. Big bad Beetleborg. Megalot, he's cool. <laughs> he's cool. He shoots bombs out of his weird little mouth. He's got drills for hands and shit. He's, he's cool. Gross wings. Yeah, Megalon's cool. Yeah, shoots electricity out of his horn. I love that horn. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, this movie is often not talked about in the same kind of thematic sense that the original one is, but the thing that causes the undersea kingdoms to be pissed off at humans are the underground nuclear tests and yeah. some context is that 
following the ban of above ground tests in 1969 that was supposed to essentially stop nuclear testing completely Americans found a loophole that we could test things underground and that was fine and apparently (laughs) the frequency of underground tests following 1969 was like 10 times the amount of above ground tests from before that time of course it was so instead of limiting them we actually just increased insanely um Cool, cool, cool. We we stopped explosive tests in uh, 1992, quote unquote, coincidentally oh at the end of the Cold War. Um, oh my God! Big shock. Yeah, so uh, that that's just kind of that's where this is coming from because I think people are we're you know there is still a very active anti nuclear weapon culture in both U.S. and Japan, but I, I think that is something that is kind of inspiring the the bones of this film. <laughs> Sure. Um, for my 30th birthday, I went to the Mahoning Drive-In in Pennsylvania for their Godzilla Love It-a-thon. And it was six Godzilla movies, all on 35 millimeter, back-to-back uh, over two nights. And Godzilla vs. Megalon was one of the picks. And I gotta tell you, being at a drive-in theater with like <laughs> 400 people... The scene where Godzilla does the tail kick and everybody's honking their yes. horns and cheering <laughs> was like, were you the most amazing moment of my life? That's were so you there good. for that, Joe? Um, I missed that one. Oh, because that would have been crazy if you two were there at the same no, time. And didn't it, know it. <laughs> Mahoning's about 45 minutes away from me, so I, I go there for pretty much everything. Oh, wow. They're doing, uh, yeah, they're doing their Tunnel Vision Tuesdays, and one of them is Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, so I will be at that one for sure. Yeah, last time we hung out, we were at the drive-in, yeah, and that we was a uh, Batman was marathon. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, I I'll reach out to you guys next time I go. It is a, it's a longer hike for me. Obviously, it's like about two and a half hours. But um, oh yeah, it, yeah. The Godzilla festival was on my thirtieth birthday, and I was like, I can't not <sighs> do this. Ah, yeah, that sounds amazing. I, I missed it. I, I can't remember why I couldn't go, but it was something serious because <laughs> I totally would have been there. <laughs> it was something, something for real. <laughs> if you guys are anywhere near Pennsylvania, you need to check out the Mahoning Drive-In. It is absolutely movie rules. lovers like delight. Yeah, Virgil and the crew are very good people, and uh, they love what they do, and it's always a good time when you go out there. I am almost glad that I do not live 45 minutes away, because I would be there <laughs> literally every day. <laughs> Dude, I got tickets to the Blob uh, double feature they're doing of the of the 58 and the and the 88 one. Whoa, cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to be there all, all, uh, all summer <laughs> for the rest of the year. <laughs> Well, that roar lets us know that it is time for Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. The best Godzilla, I think, is what you meant to say. <laughs> we already talked about that, but uh, tell, <laughs> <laughs> tell me more, Joe. Tell, this, you say this is your favorite. What, what, what is it about this one that I uh, really oh, respond to? Man, uh, you know, I don't know if it's just... I don't think it's blind nostalgia right I, I just I really love what's going on in this film and like it's something that's similar to, to what we've seen before but also completely different I mean I love the idea of doppelganger Godzilla mm-hmm. yeah I love that um, and the whole fight between him and Anguirus is is amazing um, and how that gets revealed and stuff I don't know it just feels really good and I love the idea 
of bringing another monster into the fold that we haven't seen via legend and like it needs to be awakened on this specific day with this statue and the fucking sun beaming down and this and this descendant of this very specific family to sing this song i don't know i, I i'm totally into it i think this movie has the best act one of any godzilla movie it's so much mystery and excitement to Godzilla yes. down and being an asshole. Why is he fighting his mm-hmm. friend? Oh my god, is that a fleck of silver underneath of it? Like, uh-huh. that shit oh, is yeah. so fucking... I would say it's surprising, but the movie is called Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Well. So like, <laughs> I think audience is prepped. But uh, it's still such a cool opening to this movie. Yeah. And he wrecks Anguirus. He like breaks his jaw open. Yeah. He like it's mean. Yeah, it's yeah. mean. And that that soundtrack, man. I, yeah. I did a I did a recut of uh, Godzilla vs Kong uh, tr- yeah, trailer with that. that song in it. Oh man, I, I have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Mecha Godzilla's theme is just so funky and cool and oh badass. Do 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 do. I'm just. It's just. <sighs> I love it. I don't know. I don't know what else to say, but I'm I'm smiling thinking about it right now. <laughs> it's got who I think is maybe my the most underrated kaiju monster, which is King Caesar. I love King Caesar. Oh, King's is, fuck yes, King Caesar is great. He is, He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I first saw this movie uh, like a couple of years ago. And I was like, okay, I know, I get the basic idea. I know Mecha Godzilla. He's he's robot Godzilla. Holy shit, King Caesar is cool as hell. Oh yeah. Uh, like you said, you know, it's this legendary creature that can only be cre- like brought to life by singing a song mm-hmm. at a certain time of day. Yeah. And like it's like such a complicated Rube Goldberg of <laughs> getting a kaiju into your movie that it's just like it's perfect and it's magical and he's got some sick fight moves. Mm-hmm. Uh oh my god, King Caesar is cool and like I said, like with Jet Jaguar, it's a shame he never came back again. Like, well, Final like, Wars, but yeah, yeah, but like, this is a cool character that you could have, you know, Godzilla team up with every once in a while. Like, I love I how mean, I love how he they can murked, absorb. They murked Anguirus, so like, you oh gotta yeah, have a new buddy, right? <laughs> yeah, I love how he can absorb uh, other other kaiju's power and like shoot it yeah. back at them. It's cool as hell. And his little ears that shoot up, dude. He's I love it. Cute. He looks cool, too. Yeah. He looks cool. I, I love him. Yeah, I yeah. will say, my only, my, I only have one small complaint about King Caesar, and it's that his song sucks compared to Mothra's song. Uh, well, fair. No, that's fair. Dude, nothing's going to be Mothra's song. The, the singing yeah. scene, I just, as a kid, that was always where it, like, lo- I had never finished the movie as a child because I, like, got to the song and I was like, <laughs> I can't handle this anymore. I would just turn it off. Uh, and it wasn't until years later that I Jacob, saw the finale. Oh, you I really Jacob, like it. Uh, there's this thing when you're a kid, even now, it's it's called the fast forward. Yeah, yeah, well, go. <laughs> you, you skip the parts that go are Go tell that to seven-year-old Jacob. I, I will. <laughs> And and Mechagodzilla himself is just fucking badass, dude. He looks he's cool got as hell. missile fingers, he's got shit yes. that shoots out of his <laughs> chest, he's got eye beams, all kinds of shit. He's got it all. Uh, he flies. It's awesome. And this is the <laughs> best so Mechagodzilla cool. design we ever get. Like Mechagodzilla Agreed. never looks cooler than he does here. No, he's it's perfect in every way to me. Um, and again, this is one of my this is one of my f- other favorite uh, Godzilla designs. Yes, um, or suit Same. designs. Yeah, he's 
Yeah, he looks cool he's as so hell, cute. too. Yeah, he looks great. He gets that, like, kind of cute little snout, and his eyes are all, like, big and... Yeah. I love this guy. This is probably my favorite Godzilla. Like, when I picture Godzilla in my mind's eye, this is who I picture. Uh, on that note, we are we are back to some more Mecha Godzilla. I, I think they realized that they had something great because they brought him back immediately again hands. for Terror of Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is my favorite. I'm sorry. Yeah. I really love I really love Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, but I think this is my favorite. Yeah, I I definitely like this one more than Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Though I wish I could swap King Caesar into this movie and Titanosaur out of this movie. You don't like Titanosaurus? I love Titanosaurus. Titanosaurus is probably my least favorite monster in the entire kinda franchise. Lame. Really? Titanosaurus is kind of looks lame. stupid. Uh, <laughs> I like him. I know he's got those. Yeah, I know. He's a big old goofus. <laughs> he got goofus. that long neck. Look at I him. I don't know. He, nothing about <laughs> him looks cool. I like. I like his. I like his roar. I don't know. I think he's neat. Yeah, it's I just, just me. He's neat. <laughs> he's. I just think he's neat. <laughs> I just think he's neat. Uh, I like this movie. I like that uh, Honda basically came back to close out the the show mm-hmm. series. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, this movie looks gorgeous. Yes, uh, it's got it's got some amazing uh, shots using like force perspective and yep. shit mm-hmm. that really sells like the height and like the the weight of these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that final fight is amazing. Yeah, that's it's some really really cool shit. Uh, some of like the best looking fights in the entire series, uh, forwards or backwards, uh, and it's got a great final shot. Yeah, I, I love it. Love it. Love this movie. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a shame, you know, that they stopped making them for a little while after this. But you kind of have a great ending to this yeah, I, right I, here, you know? I can't believe they didn't know this was going to be the last one. Because that final shot and music swelling is such a perfect goodbye to this Godzilla. It is. It Absolutely. really is. It's a like, good ending. It, mm-hmm. you, it's emotional and... You're, you're, so it's you know an above shot as Godzilla wades out into the water and the music swells and mm-hmm. there's like a sunset and it's just like it's just like goodbye old friend you know we you've yeah. been around yeah. for twenty years yeah. you've earned a well deserved rest <laughs> yeah, absolutely you've done a man's job sir <laughs> as and as silly as some of the the plot points are it, it's dark and it's very serious yes. um. And I think that's that's how I like my Godzilla, right? We all know it's silly because it's giant, you know, it's guys in rubber suits. But I feel like when you introduce uh, that drama again to these films, it kind of it puts a whole different spin back on. Yeah. Right. It sells it. Yeah. So this one, um, this one had a writer that was new to the franchise, and I think that's almost why we have kind of such a unique, different tone to it. Um, this mm-hmm. is y- Yukiko Takayama, and she won a story contest, and she is the first woman to write a Godzilla movie um, entirely. Oh, I didn't know that. And I think you can really tell that perspective that there is a much more kind of tragic feeling to the film you have this cyborg female character lead to this movie is vaguely godzilla versus biolanti ish because you have this scientist character who has a daughter and he's Mm. trying to recreate her and he's working and he just (laughs) 
I love the premise of this, which is that the scientist is just like, fuck humans. And then aliens are like, yeah, hey, you want to yeah, fuck yeah. humans? Yes. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and like, while working, and he like enlists his daughter to help him destroy humanity yeah. and she accidentally dies. <laughs> Yeah, it's got yeah, it, it, that's a that's a sad scene too. That flashback you know? is so well done and there's like yeah. it's got this great classic horror movie style organ music during it. Yes. Um yeah, this movie rules. It's it's yeah. a, it's a really great farewell to Godzilla for for about 10 years. This is how you do it for sure. And it um, for the first time. <laughs> Unfortunately, this was the uh, this is to this day still the lowest attended Godzilla movie. Um, the least amount of people came out to see this one. Really? Yep. Um, I, I don't know if it's because you know they had kind of gotten their Mecha Godzilla fill once or what exactly it was, but yeah, this was this is to this day. Maybe because by this point, I'm maybe maybe I'm thinking by this point, you know, some of the older Godzilla movies were on TV. Mm-hmm. So people were like, ah, "Why go to the movies? I could just—it's yeah. here." But, but uh, and I and I just saw Mechagodzilla. So I mean, what, what else could they do with them? That is a lot of films. You know, you got to think about yeah. that. Yeah, it is, especially for like the American market too. Like, yeah, but but yeah, this movie's good. I like yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Good ending. And uh, that uh, that takes us to the end. We we did it. Yeah. We talked about all fifteen of the original Godzilla films. Good lord! All right. Uh, look at us. Go. Yeah. This was really fun, guys. Thanks for, thanks for uh, taking part of this, Joe. This was it was great to, to yeah, have totally. a Godzilla fan it, on board. Uh, it's been a blast, like just going back and like talking about them all in like a real way because I don't, I, I don't, I've never actually done that with anybody. <laughs> so I was like, so Matt was like, oh, wow, let's okay. do it, and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, you know, it, th- this series, especially the Shower era, um, is just such a it's such a huge part of my life, especially growing up and how it's kind of shaped me as a person and my interests and and things that I've uh, kind of turned to to like professionally and things like that. So um, it, it's very it's very special to me, and I'm and I'm glad to see that after all these years. I mean, Godzilla is still alive and kicking, and I can't believe that I'm going to see another Godzilla movie next yeah. week. <laughs> You know, well, at, you know, in terms of where I was us recording at this yeah, moment, yeah, I can't wait to see my large lad. <laughs> That's oh, what yeah. I always call him. Um, As my, the- <laughs> my large lad. Prepping for this, um, this was my first, especially these days. He's oh, chunky he boy. Is chunky. Oh yes, yeah. I, uh, mm. I I didn't love his design in Gorgeous. 2014, but I loved the updates they did to him for King of the Monsters. I think he looks great now. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was my first time powering through all of these in i just did the math okay. the last 18 days i watched all 15 wow. of these and okay that was uh, a- right before right before king of the monsters came out i did all i think it's what is it 33 movies yeah in like two weeks two three weeks <laughs> I did it for uh, 2014. Like it was when, wild. When, when the it new was wild. one came out, I did that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, I love this series. <laughs> it's so good. It's good shit. Uh, obviously, you know, next month, uh, listeners will be talking the Heisei era. Hmm. And uh, that's going to be fun because I think that might be my favorite era. Uh, that, I love them so these, much. That, that the big G went through. Uh, it, there's some good ones in there for sure. 
Give me that giant plant monster. <laughs> oh <cool>. yeah. <laughs> give me all give me all the goop that uh, Biolanti can uh, can spew at the screen. Uh, so yeah, until uh, next time, uh, Joe. Where can the fine people uh, find you online? And uh, what what do you got going on? Oh yeah, well uh, I I I'm a co-host of the Movie Dumpster podcast. I'm one third of Movie Dumpster, and you can find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, MovieDumpsterPodcast.com will uh, get you to our Patreon, uh, our links to Apple and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. And we got a merch store too if you want to get some uh, T-shirts, some non-committal swag, if you will. Um, I have. A monsters um, a movie dumpster a t-shirt and uh it's comfy and i like it it looks fun <laughs> well thank you i'm glad i'm glad you like it um what do we got cooking uh i think by the time this drops uh we have a uh, deadly spawn episode the deadly spawn uh from 1983 okay. that will be out and an interview with uh the producer ted boas we'll also have that out as well nice yeah. Fantastic. And just a quick plug uh, for Tony from Hack the Movies again and uh, Joanna. Their podcast is Castzilla versus the Pod Monster. If you want some more Godzilla goodness, definitely go check that out. Uh, you can find me online on uh, Twitter at Jacob underscore DeNoble. That's where I do all of my tweeting. And. <laughs> yeah, that's, hope. That's, I, I do some tweeting off, off of Twitter too, but uh, that's, that's just for me. <laughs> That's just talking to birds. And, uh, <laughs> how about you, Matt? Where can the fine people find you? As always, you know, at the real Matt C. Basically, on any platform you'd ever want to contact me on, because I like to stick to one thing, Jacob. I don't like I don't like to have different names on other platforms because it gets difficult, and my memory's not good, and I can't remember things. As long as you swap out <laughs> your passwords. <laughs> no. What is your password, Matt? Just for the listeners. <laughs> No. <laughs> how no. many how many O's is that? No. <laughs> also, Talk Film Society, I uh, edit over there and um you won't hear me on any other podcast because they like to record at weird times and uh Marcel is a jerk. How about that? How about that? How about that? That's uh, them apples. Uh, so, uh, Joe, thanks again so much for coming on. Oh, thanks so much uh, for having me. It was it was a blast getting to talk some uh, uh, Godzilla. It's I always look forward to quote unquote hanging out with you for sure. Uh, we go pretty way back. And, yeah. Uh, well, I got all my shots. It's it's almost time to to hug and kiss again. I I I have cut the hug out of my life. Oh no! <laughs> Come on. I will stick to the standard high five that you're used to. Okay, um, fine. <laughs> we can still watch movies shot, together, though, right? Damn right. Yeah. I get shot number two in like two weeks. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joe, thank you so much. Jacob, as always, stay spooky. <laughs> and keep on listening. Screonk! <laughs> What do you get when you take Godzilla to the mall? It scares all the children and shreds all the pillows and knocks over walls. His emerald eyes, they sparkle and shine as he eats the food court and steals half my fries. That's what you get when you take Godzilla to the mall. 
all. 